Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Black Locks reporter Tom Korski is the executive editor, and Tom is back with us on the program today. How are you, Mr. Korski? Well, thank you, Brian. Good. I still have the same car, but we won't get into I'm that. Sure we to, had I'm sure to hear that, right? Yes, oh my. <laughs> I've, been, I've been using this program shamelessly to try to move that damn thing out of my driveway, but it's still... It's still People just don't, they don't listen. <laughs> they don't listen, or they don't want it. So, anyway... Great to talk to you. The federal science advisor, Blacklock's reporter, reports at an annual salary of $327,000 and filing two hundred and twenty-one dollars in expenses. Please pick up the story, Tom. Well, uh, her name is Dr. Mona Niemer, and she's a chemist. And her job is to keep a sharp eye on the state of government science and then report back to the people who pay for all that science and her salary and her flights, which would be the taxpayers of Canada. Unfortunately, Dr. Mona has not uh, filed a yearly report in two years because her office said, well, there's been an outbreak of science, uh, right? There was the, the, the pandemic. We just can't get it done. She did find time to fly to uh, Scotland, though, last November for the climate change conference. First class, build a lot of money for that. So some questions, uh, Roy, as to why we even have this job and what it is Dr. Mona is doing with it. First class, huh? Well, nothing but the best, actually. Nothing I mean, how best. do you ring up $12,000 flying from Ottawa to Glasgow to Paris and then back home again? I didn't even think that was possible for one person. It is. That's amazing. You, you, they can really spend our money. 2015 at that uh, COP conference in Paris, I think two members of the then Environment Minister staff spent something like $12,000 on food and drink in just a couple of days, and it was just blown off as a who cares. Well, we do. Okay, so now the federal government constantly chatters about gun crime in this country, threatens regulations compliant, law-abiding gun owners across Canada with confiscation of firearms, and spends considerable taxpayer money on national advertising campaigns, claiming Ottawa is combating gun crime, but now... We find out through Blacklock's reporter that according to StatsCan, the Trudeau government actually doesn't know very much about gun crime in Canada. What's the background here, Tom? That's, it's really interesting. Most Canadians don't own guns, but this would be interesting to anybody who pays tax dollars in our country. What they know is that most Canadians, they know this from internal polling, don't think gun crime is a serious problem. They think there are other more pressing problems in their neighborhood. What's interesting, though, is uh, the Parliament has been regulating guns goes way back to about 1935. They know almost nothing about gun crime. Did you know that they admit this? The Stats Canada, Department of Public Safety, in a report to the Commons Public Safety Committee, says we know almost nothing. Uh, were guns used in gun crimes, are they smuggled? Were they stolen? I don't know. Did they come from the United States, or were they stolen from homes and from registered owners? I don't know. 
were, were they uh, misused by people who had licensed them in the first place? I don't know. So then what is guiding your regulation of, of, of guns? Well, we can presume that, that would be headlines. And, and that's where we are. It, it's really stark, actually. Uh, police have these stats. Homicide investigators know. But the feds have never, in all these years, put it all together. It's a public relations campaign for most of them. But I remember when David Miller was the mayor of Toronto and the current, um, is he still public safety minister? Bill Blair? I think so, right? Is he's he? emergency preparedness. The new uh, safety right. minister, he's the emergency Mandicino, who's from, it, uh, uh, from Eglinton, yeah. Right, 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 right. But I remember when Bill Blair was the police chief in Toronto and Mayor Miller was in charge of City Hall, they had this brilliant idea, central repository for all the guns. So everybody would take their guns and bring them to the central repository. And then if you went to a shooting range, you go pick it up, and then you go and do your thing, and then you bring it back to the central repository. My response was, we should have a central repository for politicians. Yeah, I guess that didn't work. Uh, I, no, and didn't. I can't imagine why. So why is this an issue? If, if someone doesn't own a gun, they would say, well, why does this have, have, affect me? Well, the, it affects you because you have national regulators that are spending a lot of money. And if they're chasing farmers with, and duck hunters with shotguns and layering on the regulations, while smuggled guns are pouring across the border, then what was the point? And, yeah, and, and, and that's was always the, it was always so. It's nothing new that smuggled guns are coming into this country. It's been going on for decades and decades. Yeah, but, but when you say... You've got to get on it. I mean, you have to legislate intelligently. You can't just make it up. And they're making it up. That's what the report says to the, uh, the Public Safety Committee. Yeah, it's public relations. It's all about let's be seen to be doing something about something. But then there's Transport Canada. I find this one really interesting. Tasked with running the nation's airports. But according to a federal audit, they can't handle their own. It's disappointing, isn't it? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and I know you didn't, Roy. I so had no idea. We're both We've... sitting down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had my they... seatbelt on. <laughs> the uh, Department of Transport actually owns and operates uh, airfields in uh, places like Wabush and uh, and uh, in Penticton and in four provinces they operate. Well, uh, the auditors went in and uh, the airport managers did not enjoy themselves. Auditors discovered misuse of government issued credit cards. They discovered contracts up to ten thousand dollars to uh, my buddy, my cousin, uh, my wife's family. They discovered that there was uh, real no auditing or management of fuel usage. Who's taken this fuel anyway barney are you filling up the car on this and it was really uh, it's really poor management of these airports and there was no valuation of the cost of the money that was wasted but this is irony rich only because as you point out roy these are the people who regulate all the airports yeah. do as i say you know you know tom in conclusion here none of us are really surprised to find out that these sorts of things go on. That's how cynical we've become, or that's how accustomed we've become to, to inefficiency and, and wild spending of our public purse. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.